Get your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Alongside former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to fo- be joined by our favorite guy in the business. He's Joey Vitale. He's a Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. You heard him on the call for Blues versus Canucks game number one last night. Joey, first of all, thanks so much for the time today, man. What would you think of the game last night? Hey, PK, what's going on, buddy? You know, I... I didn't like the results. I liked a couple things about the Blues game. I liked the way they were trending in certain areas. But ultimately, I, I, we're looking at a, a really good Vancouver team. And I think that a lot of people have probably underestimated this team. And, and this is something I looked at as I approached the last three times we played them this season. You know, the big thing about the Vancouver Canucks, everyone talks about it. They're fast. They're young. They're full of spunk. And they got some super skill with Pedersen and Quinn Hughes and just a lot of youthful excitement. But the one thing that is overlooked about this group, and I don't know why, but this is a very structurally sound team. They don't have a lot of veterans like the Blues do, but they listen to this coach, Travis Green, just shy of 1,000 games. He's got the respect of these players, and they are committed to a system. And we saw that system last night. This is going to be a series for the Blues. They have their work cut out for them. I know a lot of, lot of experts out there. I was watching NHL Network the other day. Oh, Blues in six, Blues in five. No way. No way, man. This thing is going to go the distance. I think the Blues are going to rally here, but I think this one will go the distance to seven. Yeah, Joey, the number one thing that, you know, I took away from last night, and I think that we knew going into it was that the Canucks have that youth on their side, and their youth isn't just young guys. They're their best players. And Like, Quinn Hughes is phenomenal. And, you know, BK's already sick of seeing that guy on the ice. Him and and Pedersen. I'm done. Pedersen. And they just – Brock Besser, we think that he's a veteran guy, but he's still young even though he's been in the league for a couple years. That is their strength, is their youth and their speed. And I felt like last night the Blues for two periods – did a real good job of nullifying it five-on-five with some physicality. Now, where they got in trouble, buddy, was taking penalties against this young team with tons of talent and a very potent power play. The Blues got to stay out of the box. They do. They do, Jamie, without question. You know, um, the hard part about the Blues is this. You're going to play aggressive. You're going to play that hard style. Well, you know what? If you play that hard style, you're going to take penalties. I mean, it's Yeah, but Joey, game. I'm okay with like an elbow or a roughing or a charging, but the, the stick infractions, like you know as well as I do, especially in today's NHL, like the legs got to be moving. You can't be reaching. Bingo. No, no, you took the words right out of my mouth. Again, you're going to take penalties because you play this style. You're, you're going you're gonna to catch someone with the rough. I get it. Mackenzie McEachern off the face off. Sometimes it's going to happen, but 
but it's the stick infractions, Jamie. That's that's the problem. And this is what they happened. They did this in the round robin series where their sticks were kind of going all over the place. They weren't moving their feet, and they were running into penalty trouble. And, and I agree with you wholeheartedly that the one area that could trip the Blues up in this series, beginning with last night, was if they spend too much time in the box. You're going to spend time in the box. Again, this is the style you play. You're going to run into penalty trouble every now and then. That's okay. But when you're doing it over and over and over with the slashing and the hooks and the holes, uh-uh. it can't happen because 5-1-5, five five, you have an edge over this team. I mean, 5-1-5, five five, the Blues will beat this team. But the problem is they're running into these penalties and you're putting all their studs out on the ice. you got Pedersen, Quinn Hughes moving it around. I mean, this Quinn Hughes kid, uh, man, I, I, I underestimated him when he came into the league. I thought, oh, you know, he's Jack's little brother, older brother, whatever it is. And he, he'll be all right. He's short. God, he's skinny. But but the one area to keep an eye on, I think the Blues are starting to make this investment. This is a positive about Quinn Hughes. Watch David Prime. Watch what he did to him last night. Watch Zach Sanford. Mackenzie McEachern ran him a couple times. But David Prime was a, was a moment, I think, in the second period. He got Quinn Hughes in front of the net. He popped him. on the, Jamie, you remember what that was like? Was <laughs> yeah. effect, man, right on that freaking hip bone, like right where it's exposed. He popped him. And you saw Quinn Hughes' face go, oh, my God. And then, and then Quinn slashed him. And then... David face washed him and he popped him again. And you just saw kind of Quinn Hughes kind of hunch over crawling back to the bench. You know, he got away with it last night, but this is the blue style. This is that investment. You're not, you're not going to see it on game one all the time. You know, it's, it's the old expression. My, my grandpa, he was from Italy. He, he was a smart man. He only had a third grade education, but he was the most brilliant man I've ever met in my life. He always would say, you know, when, when a brick builder is, is busting a rock, right? When you're busting a rock because you need, you need to create a grotto or, or a wall or whatever you're creating, you got a big boulder, you got to break it, right? You start hammering away. Clink, clink, clink. And what happens is nothing's going, nothing's going. And all of a sudden on the 100th blow, he would always say this to me. He said, Giuseppe, on the 100th blow, what happened? The crack. Now, what's the matter with the rock? What's the matter? He goes, is it the luck of the 100th blow or was it the previous 99 blows that weakened that rock? And, of course, we all know now it's the 99 blows that weaken the rock. And that's what that is. David Perron is putting in that, that beating the boulder um, metaphor into Quinn Hughes right now. You're not going to see the effects on game one. Maybe not on game two, but I promise you I promise you one thing. If they keep doing that to Quinn Hughes, if they keep doing that to Pedersen, you keep getting in his kitchen, you keep whacking him within the rules by game three, I'm telling you right now, guys, with their youth, I really feel like they're going to throw in the towel and say, heck with it. Dump it in my corner, go get it. I'll, I'll, I'll play defense. And you know what? That's when the Blues can really start turning it on. All right, we're talking with Joey Vitale, Blues analyst for our radio station here at 101 ESPN. Joey, I want to head down that exact pass with you, okay, because I'm looking at the charts last night, and what you're saying is 100% accurate, that, you know, whatever you put in now into this series, as far as the hitting, you're going to be able to take that out later on because those guys are going to be tired and beat down. Where I run into, into some concern is that our top three lines – are the ones administering all the physicality. Our fourth line last night played under six and a half minutes. That was the top guy, the top minute getter on that one. And two of the guys that were missing in Barbashev and Blay, they're so, they're the, our busiest bruisers in the lineup. So I, I'm just wondering, is it a concern to have our team play so physical when we're just relying upon the top three lines and we're not spreading it out like the Blues fans are accustomed to seeing with that great fourth line. Well, it's a really good point, Jamie, because we were looking at the numbers last night. Curves and I were looking at the numbers at the end of the game. We looked at, geez, another terrible third period. What's going on in these third periods? And 
in my mind, I know your mind, and all, all the hockey minds start going right away, why is this happening? Why are third periods so bad? Well, look at last night's game. Maybe this has something to do with it. Craig Berube's a, a coach that loved to run four lines. That fourth line of Steen, Sunquist, and Barbashev, forget about it. Last year, they were nailed. They started games, they finished games, they killed penalties, they blocked, they did everything. They were a four-line team last year. Now, when you're a four-line team, guess what? Minutes are spread out. That fourth line, that fourth line last year, they, they spent every bit of 16, 17 minutes on the ice. Incredible amount of minutes. Everyone, Ryan O'Reilly, 18 minutes. Uh, Sunquist, fourth line, eight, 17 minutes. It was so close. And that's what allows them to have energy in the third period. Now look what's happening. Third periods are starting to kind of fall apart a little bit. The wheels are coming off a little bit. Why is that? You just mentioned those minutes. Six minutes for a fourth liner? Guys, they're, they're running these three lines because they feel like they're going to try to load up on three lines and see how it looks. Well, right now, it ain't looking too good. You mentioned the physicality. You lose Barbashev. You lose Sammy Blake. Maybe you don't have the physicality. Maybe, maybe this coach, and I, and, I, and I know Craig Bruby, and he's a smart man. Maybe he's going to think something else. What about this? What about if we don't do what we did last year? We won a cup when we were physical and smash mouth and aggressive. But you know what? Right now, we don't have that kind of personnel. So instead of trying to falsely manufacture that with players that maybe it's not their M.O., why don't we try doing something different? You know, it was Ryan O'Reilly who told me at the beginning of this year when I asked him about repeating. I go, do you guys think you can repeat? He goes, we can repeat if we do one thing. We have to continue to reinvent our game. We have to reinvent ourselves because what we did last year, people are going to scout it out and they're going to know how to beat it. They're going to figure out how to beat it. So I know everyone's excited about, oh, the Blues are going to be a smash mouth aggressive, and I thought so too. But now with the personnel that we're given, I almost think now we're going to see a, we're going to see a shift. We're going to see a fourth line with a different identity. Do we see Jordan Kyrie win on tomorrow night? The speed, I mean, it would be a good match for the Vancouver Canucks. Maybe we go skill on the fourth line. Maybe we drop Sunquist back down to the fourth, and you add a Jordan Kyrie, and you kind of start getting some youthful speed to match the Vancouver youthful speed. We'll see, guys. We'll see. It's all, they're all great questions, and they're good points. Last question that I've got for you, Joey. Do you have any sort of indication as to when we could see Alex Steen again? Because I, I felt like last night, we've mentioned the other guys with Blay and Barbashev. We kind of knew they weren't going to be on the ice going into that one. Steen was the real surprise for me, and I felt like you could feel the lack of him being out there. What do you know about what's going on there? You know, the only thing I know at this point, guys, is that he's just a little banged up and he's not ready to play. And, and that's all we have at this point. I, w- I wish I had more information, uh, but I don't. And especially in playoffs, and you guys know this better than anyone, it, it's so tight-lipped. Every, everyone's, quote-unquote, unfit to play, whether you got the coronavirus or you got uh, the hiccups or you got the chicken pox. It doesn't matter. Everyone's unfit to play. So it's hard to know what's what anymore. And then, obviously, we're not there. We're not in the locker room. We can't be around the players. You're not going to the rink. It's very hard to get information, uh, which makes which makes everyone's job a little bit more difficult. I will say, though, that, you know, with Steiner out, um, you're not really adding speed to the lineup when he's in, but you're adding just an incredible amount of, of leadership and veteranism. Uh, there's that grizzleness where you know you can put him in a game in any situation, and you know one thing. He is going to make the right play with that puck if it comes on his stick. And that comes with experience of having to make mistakes and do it over and over and over. A player has played over 1,000 games. You can't help. You can't play 1,000 games if you don't have that expertise in your mind. And now Jordan Cairo on the flip side, he's got the speed, he's got the youth. But with a youthful guy and lack of experience, maybe he's not making the best decision with the pucks all the time. Maybe that's why we haven't seen him in there. So for Steiner to be out, 
fingers crossed. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. Hopefully we see him back in this weekend. Because and another thing too, when you're on that bench and things get a little things get a little squirrely, Jamie, you remember that feeling being down by two goals in the playoffs? What what do players do? What what does the Mackenzie McEachern do? What does a Oscar Sundquist do? They look left and they look right. And they look for their leaders. They look for their daddies. Whenever kids get scared, where's mommy? Where's daddy? <laughs> players do the same thing. Where's our leaders? Where's my big brother? And Steiner's the big brother of these guys. And those are the kind of guys and those personalities that keep things calm on the bench. They regroup the guys, and they go out on the next shift, and they make a statement. And right now they don't have them, and it's, and it's a big loss. It really is. He's Joey Vitale. You'll hear him tomorrow night. Blues versus Canucks, game number two, pregame with Alex Ferrario at 4.30, puck drop at 5.30. You'll hear it all right here on your home for the Blues, 101 ESPN. Joey, we always appreciate the time, man. We look forward to hearing you tomorrow night on the call. Enjoy the rest of this series, man. Hey, no problem. That mom and dad comment kind of got me thinking of kindergarten cop. Who's your daddy and what does he do? It was a good movie. <laughs> You're the best, Fantastic Joey. We'll talk with you movie. next week, man. See you, boys. You got it. That's Joey Vitale joining us here on 101 ESPN.